Wade into Wealth, taking one of life's most intimidating topics, money, your financial well-being, and providing simple, easy-to-understand ways to be more comfortable with your own financial health. This is Wade into Wealth, brought to you by the Wade Group at Brighton Securities. Hello, welcome back. This is Wade into Wealth. I am Chuck Wade, my brother Ethan is here as well. We continue the journey with you to financial wellness. And today we've got a guest. Uh, It'll be a bit different than the normal people that we've brought in in that it's not necessarily, uh, it's actually not a real person. It's not a human. Um, I was wondering where you were going with that. We don't have a guest. Well, we do. The guest is Chat GPT, which um, I've seen it in the news. I actually had a friend a couple months ago. It was like, there's this new AI software that people are using to write uh, papers and basically an artificial intelligence application that is starting to become a little more mainstream on the internet. Um, Microsoft's Bing has rolled out um, an artificial intelligence question and answer service like this as well that they're testing. So, and I know there's people that you've talked to here in our office that think this is just the future, mm-hmm. that artificial intelligence. And so I'm curious, what do, what do you know about this? What is your take? Do you know anything about it? Do you have a thought on it? Uh, I think you can ask it a question and it gives you an answer. Yeah. So uh, I was listening to a podcast that the New York Times did, uh, The Daily, which is a good podcast um, for topical information. And they were talking about uh, the reporter went on and asked it, you know, I want to make Valentine's Day dinner for my wife. These are the ingredients I have. What can I do with it? And he got a whole, li- he got a whole recipe list and he could say, okay, can you put this into a recipe? Put, put the ingredients into a recipe list for me. Um, and it did. So it's basically you can ask it questions and it gives you an answer mm-hmm. based on what's on the internet and trying to predict what the next um, correct word in the sentence or phrase should be. What I thought would be interesting to do is, well, let's ask, let's ask this artificial intelligence application about investing and let's see what it. it says because you can do so many different things. So I went through and typed in a bunch of some generic, but but was also trying to get, um, see what kind of answers it would give me. So I'll read some of the questions, and you can read some of the answers and summarize. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't need to read the whole thing. So first yep. one was really simple. I said, hi there. I'd like to learn more about investing. How do I start? Great question, Chuck. Though it didn't have your name. I added that in. Yeah. Added into it. Yeah, it wasn't very funny, but uh, okay. <laughs> go ahead. Investing can be a great way to build wealth over time, but it's important to approach it with the right knowledge and mindset. Here are some steps to help you get started. Number one, educate yourself. Number two, set clear goals. Number three, assess your risk tolerance. Four, start small. Five, monitor your investments. And six, consider seeking professional help, which are, those are all mm-hmm. kind of just plain vanilla, good pieces of advice. Of which I don't think you or I would have any reason to argue with that or, or disagree with any of it. No, and what I found interesting was that it, it offered a little explainer on every one of those. You listed, we listed yeah, right. the, the bullet points. Um, and then there's a disclaimer as well at the bottom, which said, yep. remember, investing requires patience, discipline, and a long-term perspective. With the right approach, it can be a great way to build wealth and achieve your financial goals. Okay, that's all well and good. That's basically a generic Google search of yeah. how do I start investing? Well, I feel like that's what I, the trend that we keep seeing through this, which is... Well, let's get to the trend. Yes, well, what I see off of it, we'll keep going through it, um, is that it's 
it's kind of like a blueprint. If you want to do all this work yourself, this is what you should do. You should read books. You should read articles. You should educate yourself on this. Set goals yourself. Figure out what your risk tolerance is going to be. And all of it sounds easy, except educating yourself is going to take a fair amount of time. When you have a life to live, maybe you have kids to take care of. And I think of, you know, from this very plain vanilla and generic, all good pieces of advice, Mm -hmm. but it's not going to do any of it for you. Right. Um, So this is another one I asked. What are some good companies to invest in? Yes. Now we get into the mean potatoes of it. Uh, As an AI language, AI standing for artificial intelligence, I cannot provide specific investment advice or make any investment recommendations. It is important to keep in mind that every individual's financial situation goals, and risk tolerance are unique. And any investment decisions should be made after careful consideration and research. When considering investing in a company, it's important to do your own research and analysis of the company's financials, management team, industry trends, and competition. Here's some general tips to keep in mind when evaluating potential investments. Look for companies with strong fundamentals. Consider the company's management team. Pay attention to industry trends, which I think we've kind of mentioned all of this above. Yeah. Um, but just gives you kind of some good good guidance for there and also highlights diversify your portfolio. And a disclaimer at the end. Remember, investing involves risk. There's no guarantee of a return on your investment, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, again, and what I was trying to see, I was curious if there would be a specific answer. And I typed the same question four or five different ways. I said, I own Amazon stock. Should I buy it or sell it? It pretty much gave the same answer to me this would be like if you want to play if you want to learn how to play baseball you can read a book as to Mm -hmm. how to do it but that's different than executing it that's different than knowing the proper form to throw a baseball or what you know how to how to hit a hit a baseball or anything like learning to drive a car you can read a book about driving a car but unless you have someone who can assist you or teach you it can be a lot more difficult and you're going to have to learn some hard things on your own. Yes. Right? Because I think one of the biggest things that, that we do when we're working with our clients is the ability to help offer them perspective mm-hmm. of this is what we see. These are normal thoughts for people to have in retirement. These are things to be considering that you might not consider and that aren't asking you to be thinking about this right. in these, you know, while they're good pieces of information, they're not able to give you perspective help you navigate through the rest of your life it's not wrong information nope and most of it is good pieces of advice right it just is very superficial and very not superficial it's very surface level yeah it's very generic which i get why it has to be you don't you don't want necessarily the artificial intelligence or chat gpt uh giving investment advice correct um uh, there there's a bunch of obvious problems there next question why should i consider working with a financial advisor Another great question, Chuck. Thank you. This was a good question. Working with a financial advisor can be a valuable resource to help you achieve your financial goals. Here are some reasons why you might consider working with an advisor. One, expertise. Mm -hmm. Two, customized advice. That's kind of the perspective Mm -hmm. part that we were just talking about. Accountability. We can come back to that one because I think that one's huge. And I think you would would agree with that as well. I do. Saving time and access to resources, right? I mean, access to resources will start there where we're able to get a lot of information 
in an efficient and quick way mm-hmm. that either you'd have to pay for and a hefty amount on your own. We will often get clients ask us, well, I saw this on X website and we think, well, yep, that's a free website seeking to give you some investment advice. And that's, that's about what you got there for, for what it was worth. What it is to me is, is the access to the resources, but these are resources you can find on your own. They're mm-hmm. out there. But I think of it as it's like the carpenter and the tools. Sure. In that you can go out and have a hammer and nails and a saw and a T-square and, you know, whatever you want to do. T-square, look at you go. It doesn't mean, you know, I was hanging drywall in the, in the basement go. last yep. week and had to make sure it was uh, it was accurate mm-hmm. and straight. Um, it doesn't mean you know how to use it. Right. And it, it also doesn't mean that you maybe have the time or the desire to become proficient at it or that you want to take the risk associated with doing something when you don't, when you may not have the knowledge, familiarity, and comfort level that someone else might. Yes. It's why, you, it's why plumbers exist. Well, and that's, that's why financial advisors exist. Exactly. Right? We'll talk about, I'll talk about saving time, and then I'll sure. kick accountability over to you. Ah, thank you. Saving time, I remember, and this is a story I tell a lot, uh, we were in our old house, and we were, I was painting a bathroom. I, I hate painting rooms. Absolutely mm-hmm. hate. I do not enjoy painting. And I had this coat of paint that didn't have primer in it, and it wasn't covering the paint that was already there. So that told me I'm going to have to do multiple coats. Mm-hmm. I try to go get paint with primer if I'm Well, and you paint. have to go back to the store. Now Correct. you have to go back yep. to the store. I want to get paint with primer because I'm only painting it once. I, I hate painting. So if I'm painting, I'm doing it once. Yeah. Well, I saw that this paint that we had... No primer, therefore, it was going to be a multi-coat job. And in the frustration of a Sunday morning, I thought, I get 52 of these a year. Mm-hmm. Why in the world am I spending one of these 52 days getting frustrated and annoyed over something that, one, I don't do a very good job at it, and two, I absolutely don't enjoy doing it. And it dawned on me that in all of the things that we do for our clients, one of the best things is that we give them the ability to enjoy every single one of their 52 weekends that they have on an annual basis. Uh, Yeah, I would even take that a step further in that the biggest asset we help clients with is time. Absolutely. Money and your financial resources is a tool. Mm -hmm. Time is our biggest asset. And how often will you have the conversation with someone? I had it with a client today of, hey, talking about retiring well yeah you if you can do it now and be very comfortable why why would we wait and put it off if you want to do it because if you look at it and say well 10 years from today can i do what i can do today probably probably well maybe 20 years probably not Mm -hmm. 30 years now we're getting into the time frame of are you still alive Yep. Right. And so there is a there is a time is a depreciating asset we have less of it every day. Somebody put this in. It's very, um, it's it's a dark thought. They said, we're all dying. Yeah, sure. Every it's day. that we don't know when. And mm-hmm. so every day is a day that you no longer get. So I would, I think time is the biggest asset. Money, finances is a tool. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about accountability? Yes, please. That's where I think too, is that when, when we are in many ways, accountability partners for oh, yeah. clients and people that we work with in that you will come in and lay out a goal or a want or a, something you need help with that is very important to you. 
Our job is to help you stay accountable to that. Is all right, well, did, do we have a financial plan in place? Well, how much should you be contributing to your 401k every year? We're checking that or asking, hey, what's going into your 401k? Did you make your Roth IRA contribution this year? Mm-hmm. Um, did you make that extra payment on the house this year? It's the accountability and someone that you have to go answer to almost that can often help get things done or help ensure that things get done that may not if a challenge comes up and you're on your own. Yeah, and it forces you to vocalize your goals, which which once you do that, they become all even more real. Yep. Um, So there's another disclaimer there. Remember, working with a financial advisor involves a cost. This is true. It's important to find an advisor who's transparent about their fees and works in your best interest. Um, Do your own research, ask for referrals, and interview potential advisors to find the right fit for your needs. All true, all good advice. Next question. And this one I actually felt like when I asked it, I was surprised that it actually gave some sort of an answer. Yep. What are some current stock market trends? As an AI language model, I don't have real-time access to current stock market trends, but I can provide some general information on stock market trends. It's important to keep in mind that stock market trends can quickly change and past performance is not a guarantee of future results. A lot of stock market trends yeah. being mentioned there. Uh, and then it just lists off numerical order of uh, you know, you have volatility. Stock market can experience volatility at any point. Technology companies uh, can be both for some of the best potential for growth, but at the same time come with a fair amount of risk. Sustainable investing, inflation, the impact that inflation can have mm-hmm. on your money over time, which is a real real conversation for today's environment. And then economic recovery uh, as we push through the pandemic and work through a little bit of an economic slowdown. And then remember the stock market's a complex dynamic system. It's important to stay informed and make investment decisions based on your own goals and risk tolerance. I do have to say that from a compliance perspective, Very I think good. Spot it on. does a good job yeah. of throwing in those disclaimers. Yep. Um, this next one I, actually, I, 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 found, I was interested by as well, and I'd be interested in your take. How much money should I have saved for retirement? Read the first two paragraphs. My take or the No, give the first two paragraphs and then we'll talk about our thoughts. Determining how much money you should have saved for retirement depends on several factors, including your lifestyle expectations in retirement, your current age, your expected retirement age, and your anticipated expenses in retirement. A common guideline for retirement savings is to aim for having 10 to 12 times your annual income saved by the time you retire. For example, if you earn $50,000 per year, you should aim to have half a million to $600,000 saved by the time you retire. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, to me, you know, I sat with a, a prospective client this morning and he took the words right out of my mouth that said, it isn't about what you have, it's about how much you need. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, you'll see a lot online of, you need to have a million dollars to retire. Right. The reality is, it all comes down to how much you spend. Mm-hmm. Right? If you have a hefty pension and you have Social Security, well, maybe you don't need a million dollars. Maybe you don't even need $500,000. If you don't have anything and you only have Social Security, well, maybe that works for you. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that, you know, you're you're, uh, up the creek because if your bills are covered by it, you're okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, good point. My thought was it could be a little low just if you were, if if we're not, like you said, if you're not including Social Security, any pensions, Mm -hmm. any part-time work, any of those other extracurriculars, 
Um, if you have half a million dollars at 4% a year, which is a generally agreed upon amount you can withdraw without drawing something down over time, um, that is, what, $30,000? Uh, no, $20,000 yep. a year. Mm-hmm. So that's low, though. If you're if you're make if you're and used if that's to living a retirement off, account, you got taxes right, coming. If off you're top used of that. to living off of fifty thousand dollars a year, five hundred to six hundred thousand is twenty to thirty thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. That to me seemed low, but again, it's just taking information off the internet and um, yeah, and it's ignoring the impact of taxes on those distributions uh, as well. And the disclaimer, remember, it's never too early or too late to start saving for retirement. The earlier you start, the more time your money has to grow through the power of compounding. It's important to create a plan and stick to it, even if you have to make adjustments along the way. I don't disagree. Uh, last question. Well, I mean, we could sit here and ask, answer, ask this thing questions until the cows come home. Yep. Um, who are some good financial advisors to consider working with? They didn't mention us. Ah, well... Obviously, it's flawed. Yeah. Uh, as an AI language model, I can't provide specific recommendations <laughs> for financial advisors. However, can suggest some steps you can take to find a financial advisor who may be a good fit for you. One, find a group of brothers who have a podcast that yes. they do every week. Two, ask for referrals. And that's how we get a lot of our clients now yeah. at this point. Uh, when you've been doing it for a mm-hmm. while, most of the clients coming to us or coming by way of referrals of, of existing clients. Consider specialization. Maybe you have something that's yep. unique and specific to you, folks who will specialize and focus in that area. Fees, understand what the fees are for the services compared to what the industry average and trends are. And interview potential advisors. You know, Don't just go to somebody and sign up with the first person you met. Or if that's what you want to do, whatever. Um, but probably meet with a couple. Or yeah, get that referral and have it come from someone who you trust, right. and then go meet with those folks. That, that I think that's going to be probably your best bet as you're seeking, yeah. seeking an advisor going yeah. forward. And the thing I would say with referrals is you can ask, hey, and you, you're right, the majority of our business comes from referrals. But I would ask someone how, not just do you like them, but how have they helped you? Mm-hmm. So you can gain yeah. some context as to how they've worked for that person, um, how they helped you. Would you recommend them? Um, there was one other one that said check references. This is one I will give a little bullet point to. Um, it says ask potential advisors for references and check them before making a decision. Um, we're not necessarily bound by the same confidentiality statute that an attorney would be. But this is something that many advisors, and I would say us included, take very seriously is the confidentiality of the relationships that we maintain yep. with clients. And and I will tell someone, you know, a client, I'm not going to tell some, you're not, I'm not going to tell someone that we work together. You're welcome to, mm-hmm. if you'd like, and I'd love for you to do so if you feel that yeah. merits it. But there have been times where someone's asked for references and I've just said to say for confidence, you know, we keep our relationships confidential and would treat you the same with the same um, respect that mm-hmm. we're not going to share that um, the folks that we work with without their consent or them asking us to. Yeah, I uh, actually lost a prospective client because of that once. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. I mean, because yeah. it, it's, you know, we are managing our clients' life savings, and they have to have the confidence and the trust in us. Some people would say, I don't care. right? But there's other people who want that. They don't want that discussed with anybody else. And it's not for us to decide. So by assuming that no one wants anybody else to know and being confidential... That's how we're able to develop those long-lasting trusting yeah. convers- or trusting relationships with our clients 
And in our opinion, there's no sense in jeopardizing that to try to get try to get a new client. And most people keep their personal finances fairly um, close to the vest. It's yeah. not something people typically yep. talk about, and nor are we right. going um, to do that. I actually lost a prospective client one time because she would not tell me her birth date. Yeah, that, that's important. Nothing to, to do with confidentiality, but yeah. our um, regulators require that we get your birthday. She she said, "Well, I, you're going to tell, you're going to know." And it, well, I guess it did. The confidentiality part came in because she said, "You're going to." We we had worked at a similar employer previously, and she said, "Well, I I don't know that you're not going to go tell everyone how old I am." I said, well, no, it's not how it works. But <laughs> for regulatory and legal purposes, we have to have your date yes. of birth. Like that's a that's a and so non negotiable. That we can't. So that one uh, never panned out because uh, yeah. she didn't want to give me her date of birth. Okay. Um, that's okay. Uh, remember, finding the right financial advisor's personal decision may depend on factors such as your goals, investment preferences, and risk tolerance, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so what was, what was, your, what was your, initial, your impression of this? The advice is not bad. No. It's not. Honestly, I was, I, I was in a way impressed um, because I think the, the advice is sound and it's fair. But I think you explain it best where it's, it's surface level. Yeah. And I think it'll point you in the right direction, but it's not going to plan for your retirement for you. Which and it's not going to be able to make decisions or provide recommendations. And it should be surface level. Yeah. Because this is this is like the I calcul- compare it to like a Google search. Well, that's basically what yeah, it is. Yeah, it's what it is. Yeah. You're just vocalizing it. Right. But this is where someone will come in and they'll show us a printout of their 401k that says, you're not ready for retirement. Yeah. And we'll look and say, okay, well... The 401k doesn't know about yeah. the previous IRA that you have. It doesn't know about your brokerage account. It knows nothing about your social security. It knows nothing about your spouse's way. It, it, it doesn't have the whole picture. So I would, I would rather it be vague. Yep. Um, and so I actually was pleasantly surprised by the answers. I thought they were decent answers, um, fairly unbiased. And I did appreciate that there was always a disclaimer at the end of every one of these. Yeah, well, I have to have those. So. Um, well, that's Chat GPT. I did ask it several other questions that we left out just because it was repetitive, but I wanted to see if I could stump it. And, mm-hmm. um, did not. Uh, I could not, nope. at least not this time. Nope. Uh, we'll see as the AI evolves. Um, that's Wade into Wealth. Uh, we'll be back next week. Contact the Wade Group at Wade Group at BrightonSecurities.com or find them on Facebook or Twitter at The Wade Group. Thanks for listening to Wade Into Wealth, brought to you by The Wade Group at Brighton Securities.